Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. As we're standing, I want to read the text together before we get into it. In Joshua chapter 10, verse 9. It says, so Joshua came upon them suddenly by marching all night from Gilgal. And the the Lord caused them to panic and be confused before Israel. He struck them dead in a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goes up to Beth Haran and struck them as far as Ezekah and Makedah. As they fled before Israel and they were at the descent of Beth Haran, the Lord threw down large stones from heaven on them as, as far as Azekah, and they died. More Amorites died because of the hailstones than those who the sons of Israel killed with the sword. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord. Listen up here. Joshua spoke to the Lord on the day when the Lord handed over the Amorites to the sons of Israel. And Joshua said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand still at Gibeon. And moon in the valley of Ahalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance upon their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Jeshar? So the sun stood still in the middle of the sky and was in no hurry to go down for about a whole day. There has not been a day like that before it or after it. When the Lord listened, heeded the voice of a man, for the Lord was fighting for Israel. Then Joshua and all Israel with him returned to the camp of Gilgal. God, I thank you that your word goes forth today and does what only it can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you came to church this morning. Thank you. All right. Amen. Tell them that they're looking good. They smell good. Lie to them if you have to. We'll repent at the end of the service for that one. Amen. All right. Well, who's happy to be in the house of the Lord today? All right. I see our first service crowd here. There's a lot of people on vacation. Hopefully, they'll be back next week and repent. But uh, I believe God has a word for you today. How many of y'all believe God has a word for you today? And if you hadn't, if you, uh, if this is your first week here, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about people of impact through the word of God. And you know, I'll just, I, I was talking to somebody the other day. There was that one time in my life that I felt confident to go to any summer camp in America and preach the gospel to youth. I felt real confident about it. But the last time that I did it, I thought to myself, I have lost my mojo. And you know what? I don't know that it was like I lost my mojo, but we live in a time and a day where kids today, what is very sad, and this is why I'm grateful, Carmen, for Christian school and education that used to, you could preach and, and reference David and Goliath, or you could reference Elijah at Mount Carmel. And kids knew what you were talking about because they had learned it ever since they were little kids. But how many of y'all know these stories through the word of God, Daniel and the lion's den? Come on, Joshua, or, or um, not Joshua, Joseph. 
Joseph going from the pit to the palace to uh, now in Pharaoh or living in the prison to Pharaoh. All those stories that we take for granted, how many of y'all know there's still life in them today? How many of y'all believe that? That's why, that's why I really had a hard time uh, calling this series here, People of Impact. I think it's also Stories of Impact, because, but if it wasn't for a leader, they wouldn't have done what they did. And so today, I, I want to look at this particular text here in Joshua chapter 10. And this is always, now I, I shouldn't say always, I read a book that reminded me, I read a book years ago called Sun Stand Still. And it was by Stephen Furtick. In fact, I, I hadn't read it probably I couldn't even find the book. I, when did I read that? Ten years ago? Longer than that. But I remember when I read this, this was a particular story that I looked over. We know about Joshua. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, Jericho. We know that one. We know about them crossing the Jordan. We know those types of stories, but we look over this. And today, I hope there's something in this particular text that God shows you what he has shown me and that you can have faith to believe God for the impossible. How many of y'all want to have faith to believe God for the impossible? I want, to, I want to have faith to believe God for the impossible. But in this particular text, I want to set it up before we just go into him asking the sun to stand still while they're in the, the heat of the battle. You need to know that this isn't the first uh, thing that Joshua has come up against. You need to know uh, the backstory of him. I believe it starts out in Numbers chapter 13 here, Joshua being the nephew of Moses. Moses sends out 12 spies. Remember the father of our faith that we read about in Hebrews chapter 11, Abraham, that God takes him up on the hill and he said, I'll bless those that bless you and I'll curse those that curse you. He shows them the land of Canaan, the land flowing with milk and honey. And so now they're in a place, they're out of Egypt. If you were here last week, we talked about them crossing the Red Sea. We kind of looked at it from a street corner view. How many of y'all got something from the crossing of the Red Sea last week? I hope you did. And, and so now they're in this wilderness And while they're in the wilderness there, they're planning on, God begins to break some things off of them and prepare them for the time that they are going to be in the land flowing with milk and honey. And in Numbers 13, God, uh, Moses picks 12 spies, one from every 12 tribes of Israel to the 12 sons of Jacob. And he says, I want you to go spy it out. You can see it in Numbers 13, 10 of them come back and they see a good land and they call it evil. But there's two that saw evil things and they called it good. How many of y'all know in the last days the Bible said good would be called evil and evil would be called good? And so what they did was is they looked at this land and 10 of them said this is, an, this is there's good stuff there, but it's evil. And I'll tell you why it's evil. Because they got big people, they got big grasshoppers, and they got big walls. And so there's no way that we can take them. But there was two that stood up. One of them being the leader we're talking about this morning, Joshua. And another one named Caleb. In fact, in the book of Joshua, you read some great things about Caleb that at, the, the, at 80 years old, he fought for what God claimed to him when he was young. And I'm just here to tell you today, he said, give me that mountain. And I don't care how old you are, where the enemy has said, you're washed up, you're done up. There's no more that God can do in you at the age of 80 something years old. Caleb said, give me that mountain and I'll fight for it. And God gave him a mountain that he promised to him when he was a young man. And I'm telling you, God's not through with you. But Joshua, he, he's one of the ones of the, of the 12, the two that says, you know what? It may be big grasshoppers. It may be big walls. It may be big people. But they may be here now, but God was here before them. And so they stand up and say, uh, we'll do it. 
And then I love it. And Joshua, so, so Moses goes on to be the leader. Can you imagine having Moses as your leader? Can you imagine? Uh, was your leader a man of God? Well, kind of. God used him to write the Ten Commandments. God's never spoke to anyone face to face. Crossing of the Red Sea. How many of y'all know that's a big resume? That is big cowboy boots to fill. And we see in Joshua chapter 1, if you've never read it before, the Lord begins to minister to Joshua and how he is going to be the one. Listen, uh, uh, children, you, you need to know this. Maybe God gave you the promise of the land flowing with milk and honey, and their parent, your parents prepared the way for you to go into that. And so what Joshua does is he... Um, uh, he gets set up for it. And we see in Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night and do all that according uh, that is according written in it. Then you'll make your way prosperous, then you'll have great success. He said, do not be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord thy God is with you. And then we see in Joshua chapter two of how they, they're going now, they've lived all this time in the wilderness. And he said, when the Levitical priest with the Ark of the Covenant go into the Jordan, it will dry up. From the, from the city of Adam, and all the people will cross. Then he gets to Jericho, and you know the story of Jericho, where he marched around it six days. On the seventh day, they shouted, and the walls didn't crumble. They went into the ground. How many of y'all know Joshua at this particular place in his life has went from faith to faith and glory to glory? Right? Like you're saying, God used me. Well, I'm just here to tell you, listen, he didn't have faith for Jericho uh, in Joshua 1. But I believe the things that God used him in his life, he went from chapter to chapter rather than degress. And I'm here to tell you in your life, where do I start? Well, start with, uh, start today. When's the, when's the best time to plant a tree? 40 years ago. When's the next best time? Today. Come on, how many of you believe you can have faith, faith today for something? Anything. And so here we are now, so he has this resume of all these things that are happening. And then after Jericho, he begins to take territories. In fact, you read through Jer Joshua, what he's doing is he went to the enemy's camp and he took back what belonged to the Lord. And so we see this conquest in Joshua chapter uh, 8 there where it's, he con conquers Ai. And God gives him supernatural wisdom to take that and, and set up an ambush. They set the place on fire. And then people start coming to him, neighbors, and like, hey, we've seen everything that you've done. We want to be on your side. Then we get to Joshua 10. There's five kings that rise up. Five kings. In fact, you can read about them in Joshua chapter 10 and verse 3. Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem. Ahoham, king of Hebron. Piram, king of Jarmuth, Japhia, king of Lachish, and Debir, king of Eglon. They come together and they begin, uh, uh, they, they start something up together to begin to fight against Joshua. So this is where we pick up. A hailstorm comes, kills a bunch of them, but there's still people on the battlefield. And Joshua has a prayer like nothing we've never heard before. He, he trusts God for the impossible. And this is what I believe from this text. If we're not careful, we'll just read over this, that he asked the Lord, sun stand still at Gibeon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance upon their enemies. What I'm trying to communicate this morning is he went from faith to faith to glory to glory. How many of y'all know in our walk with Christ, in the beginning, it's easy to see things from an earthly perspective, but if you get a little bit of faith, I said it on Wednesday night, and I reminded you of this. In 2020, 
the first three months I preached on faith. How many of y'all think that's a coincidence? Right? In 2020, when the world stopped turning. All right? And one of the things that I said in there is just like the Johnny Cash song of building the Cadillac. Well, it's a 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55. In your walk with Christ, there ought to be faith in you from 49 that has set it up for today. Are you hearing me? And so all of these things in Joshua's life, I don't think that he had the faith to, for the sun to stand still in Joshua chapter 1. But because of what God in his, did in his life, he, he knew this, I can believe God for the impossible. And this morning, this is what I want us, that, want us to do. I want us to trust God to do the impossible. I'm going to say that again. I want us to trust God to do the impossible. I, you know, there's people that I'm sure right now, and this is, this is what's so hard for them. It's like, how in the world did the sun stand still? Who cares? It did. It's like asking how many, how many animals were on Noah's ark? I don't know. Who asked those kinds of questions? What kind of fish was it that Jonah was in? You're missing the point. Well, I believe the lions that when he was in the lion's den, they were from Southeastern Asian and they're pretty laid back. And, you know, quit trying to figure out God. If you figured out God, then you would be God. and We'd be calling on you. But there's a reason that God is God and you're not. Are you hearing me this morning? I think that sometimes we can... We can, we can dig in way too much when God's just saying this. I want you to believe for the impossible. I love this story in Matthew 19 of the rich young ruler that comes to Jesus. And he says, uh, what good things do I need to do to inherit uh, eternal life? And what does Jesus say to him? He said, good. There's only one that's good. But he said, do you do the commandments? He says, which ones? And he begins to tell him all the big ones. He says, honor your father and mother. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Don't lie. Don't be the country song. Right? And he says, well, I do all of these things. And he said, it would be, he, he, and he tells him, he said, if you want to be perfect, he said, sell everything that you have and give it to the poor. Y'all know the story. Write it down. Go back and look at it. Matthew chapter 19. And, he, and then he says this, it'd be easier for the, a camel to go through the eye of, the, of, of, of a needle than for this man to enter into the kingdom of God. And his disciples says this is impossible. But in Matthew 19, 26, Jesus says this. With men, actually in the Amplified, it says with people, things are, are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. I'm just here to tell you this morning, as I begin to think about this, I, I'm looking at my prayer life. My prayer life sucks compared to Joshua. Can I just be honest with you? I don't know about you, but I, after I read this and begin to study this this week, that I want to pray for big faith. Come on, I want to pray for impossible things. In fact, as I read the word of God, I shouldn't be shocked that the Lord can make the sun stand still. Because in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, when it talks about faith, and here's the deal going back to trying to figure it out. Well, when the sun stood still, did time stop? Did, um, was there... What happened to the tides? You're missing the point. The point is a man asked God for the sun to stand still and it stood still. Amen. How many of y'all know that's a miracle? Like I can see how God would use hailstones, but this is beyond physics. 
How many of y'all know with God all things are possible? But in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, in, in, in going back to just thinking about that, let me finish that. If you're trying to figure all that out, that means you're doing it without faith. The whole point of faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. What does it say in Hebrews eleven six? It says, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. You know what I think believe, uh, that, that God is pleased in? Big faith. Like asking for the sun to stand still. Like there may be some little things that's going on in your life. I'm just here to build your faith this morning. If, if God can make the sun stand still, how many of y'all know he can answer your prayer about finances? Come on. If he can make the sun stand still, how many of y'all know he can answer that prayer, mama, about your son that went crazy? Come on. Of whatever kind of healing that needs to be done in your body. I don't care what the doctor's report has said. Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. I'm trying to build somebody's faith today. Quit trying to figure it out. Quit trying to figure out how the sun stood still. Who cares? But the sun stood still. If you don't believe this, why are we here anyway? Amen. I want to pray for big, big faith. So I want to ask you the question this morning. What are impossible things that you're believing God for? What are, what are some things that you might think are ridiculous, but I believe God wants to answer them? How many of y'all know God gives us the desires of our heart? Many of you know this story, but years ago, Brandy took uh, Phoebe, our Shih Tzu, to the groomer. And I always say this, if you've had a Shih Tzu, there's a reason that they're called that, because their face stinks, all right? And you got to take them to the groomer. And so she takes them to the groomer, and, and when she walks in, there's, there's this uh, poodle with all these puppies. And she calls me and says, I want a, I want a puppy poodle so bad. They're party poodle. poodles. Poodles. <laughs> They're party poodles. And I want one so bad. I said, how much are they? She told me. I said, you know there's free ones at the Humane Society. Well, this one's black and white. I'm sure we can wait, and there'll be a black and white one, Pastor Robert, at the Humane Society for free. And you know what I said to her? I said, if you want a poodle, you believe God for a poodle. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking it's a poodle. This is ridiculous. Why are we praying about poodles? How many of y'all know God gives you the desires of your heart? I'll never forget it. She calls me, and just a backstory of the lady who had the poodles, this lady is brash. She is not friendly. I gotta be careful in case she watches second service. I mean, we're okay now, but we're not tight, are we? I mean, she's just she's just a personality that rubs you a little different. In fact, there's times that I'm in there, it's like, how do you have any business at all? How many of y'all have ever been around those people before? And so, uh, but she calls Brandy one day. What was she, 12, 13 weeks old? She says, I don't know why but I feel like I'm supposed to give you this dog. How many of y'all know praying for a poodle is ridiculous? But I'm just here to tell you, pray for ridiculous things. Come on, I'm trying to build somebody's faith today. Pray for ridiculous things. We were at, we were at, um, uh, no, that de demonic place in Florida. Disney World. I say that because if you've ever been there, 
It's a slot machine, and you ain't getting none back, I promise you. But I remember being there, and uh, that particular morning, we see on the app, if you've ever been there, it's this whole deal. You look on the app to ride rides and set up, and, and we had fast passes and all this th- deal. Well, when you go to Disney World, you've got to ride Space Mountain. Amen. It's great. Space Mountain is great. If you go to, I mean, it's found in the book of Disney World that you have to ride that ride when you go there. And so anyways, uh, I, I, I remember that morning we see that it's closed down, that they're working on it. At 2 o'clock, they're still working on it. At 3 o'clock, they're still working on it. 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock that night, Anson said, I want to ride Space Mountain. I said, son, they're working on it. He said, well, I'm going to pray and believe God that they open Space Mountain just for me. How many of y'all know that's ridiculous? How many of y'all know God answers ridiculous prayer? Come on. Are you hearing me today? You may not get no revelation out of this today, but I hope you build faith on the inside of you that if if Joshua can believe for the sun to stand still, God God can do whatever you ask in his name. Believe it, that you receive it, you will have it. And so... Uh, about eight o'clock, we get we get this text that they're going to open it up in ten at ten in ten minutes. We run to Space Mountain. We ride Space Mountain. Anson comes out and he says, "Thank you, God, for opening Space Mountain." You remember this, Anson? You don't. You were that little. All right. How many of y'all know the Bible says to have faith like a child? He true. He knew this that God opened Space Mountain just for him. Then all these people started coming out of Space Mountain. What are y'all doing? The ride broke again. Let's go. Hey, how many of y'all know we can ask for big things? Whatever you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I just want to build somebody's faith today. If you think it's crazy, God gives you the desires of your heart. How many of y'all believe that this morning? And so I want to stretch you. Don't be boring when you pray. Pray impossible prayers. Pray impossible prayers. You know, there was times when I was young, I would see Pastor Ty and I would, he would tell me, this is what, I, what I'm believing God to give this year. And he would give me a number and it would freak me out. But you know what it did also on the inside of me? I'm going to believe God for that. You know, when Brandy and I first got married, I, was, I thought to myself, this is what I want to give. I want to give. Can I tell you, two years ago, I gave it for the first time. And 20 years ago, it seemed impossible, absolutely impossible. You know what God tells me? You know what that tells me? I can believe for the sun to stand still too. It doesn't just happen in Joshua. I can believe for the sun to stand still. I, I want to ask you this morning, are, are your, uh, is your prayer life, is it boring? Or are you believing in big faith for something? You know, the, in Mark 11, we all know this, people of faith, Mark 11, I'm just going to go ahead and go there. I was just going to quote it to you, and I, I know all of us know this particular text. But it, it starts off in verse 21, Mark 11 and verse 21. It says, remembering Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And if you know in the beginning of the chapter in like verse 12, we see that he comes to this fig tree, and he sees that it isn't bearing any fruit, and he curses it. In fact, let me give you an example of this. Brandy got a fig tree here a while back. And when she brought this fig tree in, I thought to myself, how do they make fig newtons? Because this just looked like leaves, you know? I don't know anything about a fig tree. but she, Isn't it a fig tree that you got? Fig plant. 
And what did I do? I cursed it. Listen, she said that with kind of animosity. I'm glad you didn't see the, the, uh, her face on that. But hey, when you read the word of God, I want to be just like Jesus. She said, that's a fig tree. I said, a fig tree, I curse you in Jesus' name. Now, was I kidding around? Yes, I was. But she came in the other day and she goes, my fig tree died. You cursed it. I said, yes! Hey! Isn't that awesome? I was like, yeah. You politicians, be warned. (laughs) Just kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Good thing we're not alive. But whatever. They're listening anyway. Uh, That built my faith. (laughs) I'm sorry, honey. I'll buy you another fig tree. But how many of y'all know death and life is in the power of the tongue? Now, I may have been joking around, but it built my faith. It'd be like, come on, somebody. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Next time we go to the lake, I'm going to walk on water. You just watch, all right? I got faith for it today. But anyways, so the disciples are there in, in verse 23. No, listen, I'm not making that up just to be a good storyteller as a preacher. It really died, didn't it? Oh, it withered up. Okay. Uh, all right. It withered. But how many of y'all know it withered? And nothing withers with her. All right. Second service, I'll tell the full truth. And nothing but the truth. So help me, God. So in verse 22, it says, Jesus replied, have faith in God. In fact, you study this out in the Greek. It says this, have the faith of God. Verse 23. I sure and most solemnly say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him. For this reason, I am telling you, whatever things you ask in prayer and believe that you have received them and he will give them to you. So do you think it's crazy for him to, to, for the, to ask for the sun to stand still? No, absolutely not. It's not crazy. And I want to tell you this morning, how about you start asking crazy prayers? I believe there's a spiritual law of sowing and reaping. How many of y'all know whatever you sow, that's just how you also reap? Now, lots of times we get so stuck up and talking, uh, stuck on talking about that in tithing, in, 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 in offerings, tithes and offerings. But does it work in that? Yes. I'm not saying that it doesn't. But I also just want to put it into more practical sense. If you sow drama, you'll reap drama. If you sow unforgiveness, you'll reap unforgiveness. How many of y'all know this is not only a physical law, but this is a spiritual law? Whatever you sow is what you're going to get back. And you wonder why it's happening in your life. You need to take a deep detail of a time in your life where you may have sown this. If there is dissension... There is somewhere you have sown dissension because you're getting it and you're reaping the harvest of it. Right? Just think about that. Whatever a man sows, that shall also reap. I believe that with all my heart. If you sow a tomato seed, you're going to get tomatoes. You're not going to get cucumbers. You're not going to get carrots. You're going to get tomatoes. And so in this particular text, when I thought about this, of, of, I, I believe spiritual laws are more powerful than physical laws. Because the physical law says... Because of the rotation of us around the sun and the moon and it's standing still. That uh, the spiritual laws that God has put on the inside of us are more powerful than any physical law out there. I believe that with all my heart. I believe it. (laughs) 
That's why I'm not trying to figure it out. But I know this, the spoken word, meditated word, and acting upon the word will produce a prosperous life in me. And Joshua saw this. And so as I begin to think about this, how many of y'all know he could have taken care of it? Obviously, like I get it. There was, we read in the beginning there, there were hailstones, hailstones that took out most of the people. And he could have just made it rain hail on all the people and taken them out. But you know what God showed me in this? Was he believed, he didn't believe for God to just handle it. He believed that God would make the sun stand still so he could keep fighting. You know what we believe lots of times in our walk with Christ? You know what? I'm just going to let God handle it, and I'm going to sit on the couch on my derriere and eat Cheetos and let him handle it. No, God wants to use you. Come on, are you hearing me this morning? Lots of times, uh, the Bible says what? Fight the good fight of faith. And there's many of you that you're just sitting back and say, you know what, I'm just going to let God do his thing. Listen, God always uses people. God always uses you. And the minute that you give up, I was talking to my uncle yesterday. He, there was somebody, he's been on a walker and a cane, and he's, he's getting, better mobile, uh, getting better strength back into his body. But somebody came to him and said, hey, I have three electric scooters. Do you want one? And I love it. My uncle said, no. Because I've got to keep fighting. I've got to keep walking. See, there's many of you, the enemy has talked you out of fighting and said, you know what, just let the Lord do his thing. Listen, you still have to discipline your children or they will be raised as buck deer. Are you hearing me? You have to whip them. You have to discipline them. You say, it's not going to be enough just to be in a home that has praise and worship music and you sing Kumbaya. Are you hearing me? But there's people out there and said, I'm just going to let God do his thing. No, you have to work with God. God uses people. You got to get a job. Well, I'm just going to wait for my check to come in. This is why the stimulus check, I'm sorry. If you loved it, I'm telling you, I could see where it was going to crush America. Because whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. You've got to put work in the ground if you're going to get money in your bank account. Go to the ant, you sluggard. (laughs) The Bible is full of hard work, is it not, Pastor Robert? And there's many times in our life, for some reason, we think to ourselves, well, it's just the Lord. He's just going to iron it out. Listen, God wants to use you. God wants to use you. He wants you to pray, pray prayers. Another thing he wants you to do, he wants you to speak the word. He wants you to meditate on the word. He wants you to act on the word, and that is a prosperous life. But if you just speak the word and meditate on the word and you don't act it out, listen, the word only works if you work it. What does it say in James? He said it's one thing to be a hearer of the word, but he said it's a whole other thing to be a doer of the word. How many of y'all know we've got to be a doer of the word? We've got to be a doer of the word. You, you can't just expect to, uh, uh, you know, win the game, not put on the pads, and get on the line. I love this particular thing right here where he says, he, God could have just taken care of it, but God wants you to fight. <laughs> Are you hearing me? God wants you to fight. Whether it's for your marriage, you fight. For your kids, you fight. 
For your job, you fight. For your church, you fight. For your country, you fight. You fight. Don't sit back and just let whatever happens, happens. God will work it out. What if Joshua would have said that? They wouldn't have conquered all the places that they conquered. God's called you to fight. I believe there's people in here that you, just this week, there's things that have happened. There's phone calls that have happened. There's letters that have happened. There's text messages that have happened that you've wanted to dry up, give up, quit, not fight anymore. God sent me here this morning where a very simple text of, of a man, a person of impact that believed God for the sun to stand still. I'm here to tell you if he did it for Joshua, he'll do it for you. The next thing that I want you, to, want you to think about is this. And I'm going to wrap this up here. When you begin to ask God for the sun to stand still, get ready to look crazy. Get ready. This is going to be part of it. If you think everybody that's just going to line up and get in your corner and say, you know what? This man has big faith and we're all going to just get with him. Listen. You are going to have controversy. You're going to have kids that are against you. You're going to have mamas and daddies that are against you. You're going to have aunts and uncles. You're going to have coworkers. You're going to have friends that you thought you would die to the sword to one day. I'm telling you, they're going to look at you and think that you're crazy. But I don't know about you. I know this. There's been times in my life, just like the story of Jonah. He was in the bottom of that ship. And because he was in the bottom, going the wrong place, it caused waves. Listen, there may be some people in your life that you need to get out of your ship so you can have a better course. Are you hearing me? I'm going to talk about Jonah in a couple weeks, so I've been meditating on it. But get ready to look crazy. I want to tell you this morning, I felt, I felt by the Spirit of God, I wrote this down. Don't get stuck on where you are. Begin to think on where you're going. Don't get stuck where you are. Begin to think about where you're going. You know, one of the things in the book that I remember was this, and son, stand still. He talks about being dressed for a wedding. He said, you know, when you're dressed for a wedding and you have a, uh, um, and I want to encourage you to go read the book because <clears throat> it is a faith-building book. But he said, you have a suit and tie on, you're dressed for the nines, and you're, you're headed to that wedding, but on the way, you're out of gas. And so you go into this gas station and you're pumping gas and you feel so out of place. I'm just here to tell you, when you have big faith, and, and, and I don't remember all, all of the details, but his whole point was this. You're not dressed for the moment of the gas station, even though you have to fill up with gas. You're dressed for the destination. And I want to encourage you today. Be dressed for the destination, not for the now. Don't get stuck in the now. This is what faith is. Thinking about what is beyond me. What I can't reach, God can, but God will use me. God will fill me. Don't get stuck in the now. Get stuck on where you're going. And there, you may have to do some adjusting of your surroundings. How many of you know you're going to have to surround yourself with people of like faith? I'm going to say that again. You rise and fall to the level of friends in your life. 
There may be some, some ones that are going to talk you out of it. Get rid of them. I'm not saying, you know, don't, don't overanalyze this and take this to a place of, you know, you call them today. Dear Darla, I hate your stinking guts. You make me vomit. You're the scum between my toes. My pastor told me to call you and tell you this. No, we're going to walk in love. But your circle of friends, listen, I know there's people in here, there is faith in you. There's business owners in here that God has showed you a dream in your life that in order for it to happen, it's going to take prayers of sun standstill moments. But I'm here to tell you, with God, all things are possible. That's why he said with people, things are impossible. There's going to be some people in your life that you need to cut the cord. Can I tell you the hardest ones this is to do with? is family. And I'm not saying you get rid of them. They're your blood. Love them. You know, one of the, the last things that I do in premarital counseling is this. You marry another family. Remember that. I don't care how much you dislike them. They're blood. And I'm not saying you cut them, you know, you, like I said, call them and give them the Darla speech. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this. There may be some close-knit circle people that you need to put on the back shelf for a time while God begins to break off of you some things to get ready for the destination he has in your heart. The last thing that I want to share is this. I had so much to share. Lord, have mercy. But the last thing that I wanted to share is this. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. And I really want you to lean in as I begin to share this. I believe there's people in here by the Spirit of God. Because this is what I began to think. What, Pat, I, I believe the enemy tried to tell me this. Travis, you're going to talk about faith for the sun to stand still. But what about the people in there? That the sun has already set. Like you prayed, sun stands still prayers for this particular person to live and they died. You prayed the sun to stand still in this relationship and they left. They're already married. They, they're already gone out. They're sick. The business went bankrupt. I want to talk to you this morning. That person that says, you know what? The sun already went down. So today, I just felt impressed to tell you this. Don't ask why. Ask God this. Because I'll tell you, you know, there's many times I've been to people's house at a funeral that, of something that I didn't understand. And a mama looks at me and says, Pastor, why? Or an uncle looks at me and says, Pastor, Why? And I'll just be honest with him. I say, if I knew the answer of why, then I'd be God. But that's why he's God. And I cast all my care on him for he cares for me. And the things that I need, he knows what I need. But don't ask why. Ask God this. What is it you want me to learn in this season in life? I want you to tell yourself this. Maybe the sun didn't stand still on my situation. But maybe... It will stand still on the inside of me. Maybe the sun standing still on the inside of you will be 
that light that somebody else. Your situation, maybe the sun has already gone down. But maybe it being still on the inside of you will be the light to somebody else to see it. Are you hearing me? Like maybe this isn't about you. Maybe this is about somebody taste and see what you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good and that his mercy endures forever. That a thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but nothing come near my dwelling place. Like the confidence that you have. It may have fell down in my situation, but the actions on the inside of me, the sun is still up. (laughs) Are you hearing me? I know it's simple, but it's like, I want the sun to still rise in me. And I know this, the greatest setbacks in my life are always the greatest setups for God to show up and show out. It's not a setback. It's setting it up for God to do what only he can do. I talked to you about people of impact this morning. There's one last thing that I want to share. And I think it's very important that we end it with this. But in Joshua 24, this is after he conquest. He, he did all kinds of things. I want you to read the book of Joshua. But it says in verse 29, it says, It happened after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110 years old. They buried him in the territory of his inheritance in Timnasarah, which is in the hill country of Ephraim, on the north side of Mount Gash. Verse 31. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua and had known all the works of the Lord which he had done for Israel. You know, as a dad, that charges my faith. I want all my descendants after me to serve God. As a mom, that ought, to, that, ought, that ought to stir something on the inside of you. That all the descendants after me will serve the Lord. <laughs> Amen? But he had faith for the sun to stand still. Close your eyes with me. With a show of hands, I just want to see some people that said, you know what, Pastor? My thing's little compared to fighting five kings. The thing that I'm facing right now, it's small. But this morning you say, you know what? I saw that Joshua believed God for the sun, God for the sun to stand still. He did it for them. I needed to hear it today that he can do it for me. Come on, just lift your hand. Who are you? Whatever that situation is. Oh, Jesus, you see these that have lifted their hands in obedience. God, I pray for them right now in Jesus' name. I pray that they would have faith to say into that mountain, be thou removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believe whatever they say will happen. I pray, God, that this week, God, that you would remind them of the spoken word, the meditated word, the acting upon the word, produces a fruitful, prosperous life. And so, God, right now, in Jesus' name, God, you know every circumstance. (laughs) You know every person that is sick. You know every bill that needs to be paid. You know every mountain that's in front of our life.
And so God, forgive us of not calling out to you, of thinking to ourselves, well, this is ridiculous. Why would I even pray about this? This is my fault. Listen. God, I just pray that today, right now, in Jesus' name, that there is a faith that rises up on the inside of them, that no matter how big or how small, God, you care about us. And so right now, in Jesus' name, I pray for faith, as small as a mustard seed, to rise up on the inside of each and every one of these people. God, do a work. God, if you made the sun stand still for Joshua, Lord, forgive me of praying measly faith, weak faith. God, this week I choose to pray big faith. Big faith. Impossible. Impossible things. (laughs) I believe you'll do it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.